in the name of Jesus. Amen. You may be seated. They stood there watching. Uh, This had happened after Jesus had spoken to them about the coming of kingdom of heaven. And after he spoke to them about that, he spoke to them about the Holy Spirit that would come and help them. And after he spoke about that, he spoke to them about the work that lied ahead of them. And after he spoke to them about that, he spoke to them about the promise of his return. And then, all of a sudden, he began to ascend. And as he lifted from the earth, a cloud encapsulated him, and he disappeared from their sight. And there, the disciples who had followed this man for the last three years, who have witnessed amazing things, who have seen him die, have seen him rise from the dead, stood there alone. And there it says that they gazed into the sky. And they gazed as they watched their teacher, their master, their friend, and their Lord depart from them. And I can only imagine that there they they stood gazing into the sky, and there may have been a few tears that would drip from their eyes as they saw him leave. The tears couldn't last for long. The gazing couldn't last last for long. The staring couldn't last for long because all of a sudden an angel spoke to them, and he said, What are you doing, men of Galilee? What are you looking at? Jesus is coming back. But until he does... Go. Go and set out on the work he has prepared for you to do. See, as they stood there watching, gazing into the sky, their lives were changed forever. Their Lord, who defeated the grave, is now ascended. The Lord who defeated death, sin, and hell now sits at the right hand of the Father. Jesus has come, he has died, he has risen, and now he is ascended. See, Ascension Day is sort of this often forgotten or glossed over day in the church year. Sure, we have Christmas, the birth of our Lord. Sure, we have Easter, the resurrection of our Lord. And yet, Ascension Day sort of lies there in obscurity. Yet this is one of the most important moments in history. Because the ascension of our Lord is when Jesus takes his rightful place on the throne. Ascension day is when Jesus has been given all authority in heaven and on earth, and he will rule over it. And the ascension of our Lord also marks the long time of waiting. A waiting that the disciples didn't know would last for over two millennia. See, the disciples didn't know when when Jesus would come back, but they were expecting him at any time. The disciples lived their lives as if Jesus would return tomorrow or the next day or the next day or next week. They saw his return in the very near future, yet they would live their lives waiting for this moment. And they would give their lives for this promise. And they trusted in the promises of Christ to be fulfilled because he kept every promise that he ever made. And they would die waiting. And they would be welcomed into the glory of the Father's arms 
See, the ascension isn't only important for the disciples who witness Jesus being gathered into a cloud. No, it's a great moment for the church. Because the ascension marks the day when, when Jesus leaves his church here on earth to do his good work. And the church throughout the centuries, the church throughout the centuries waited. And they waited. And they waited. And we still wait today. We still wait today for that moment that Christ spoke of so many times, the moment that he returns on the clouds of heaven in glory. And yet... As we get further away from that day in Acts 1 when Christ ascends, it seems that our minds get further away from the kingdom of heaven. See, the disciples lived and breathed the reality that Christ would come back and return at any moment, and this is why they they were able to do so many amazing things, and they even waited until their dying breath. Yet if we are honest... If you are honest, if I am honest, we do not live in the same reality. We do not live as if Christ's return is imminent, that he could come at any moment, any day, any hour. I am guilty of this. I live as if tomorrow is guaranteed. I could imagine that you plan things weeks in advance, maybe even months in advance, and if it's a vacation, maybe even years in advance with with certainty that it will come to fruition. Tomorrow will be there. And so we put off the mission of the church. We do. We, We neglect to tell others about Jesus, and we wait for another time. We hesitate to have those tough conversations with family about Jesus for a time that's more convenient and less uncomfortable. And quite frankly, I understand. I get it. I'm guilty. And there are times when we look around like the disciples and and maybe we have tears in our eyes and we wonder if Christ has left us and abandoned us here. And I do wonder... I wonder if the disciples felt this way as they gazed up into the heavens, looking onward out to the world that would eventually kill them for preaching Christ. I I wonder if they ever looked onward, wondering if Christ would truly return, just as he said he would. I wonder if they looked out at the atrocities of their time, of their world around them, and felt as if Christ abandoned them. I wonder... And I wonder if that is how the church feels today. I wonder if that's how maybe you feel. And I know there may be times when it seems this way. When our cries for help seem to enter into a void and are lost or unheard or simply ignored. I know it feels this way as as we seem to constantly hear about bloodshed and violence, as as we continue to hear about things like like students entering classrooms that unbeknownst to them is their grave. I wonder if it feels this way as we have powerful people who sit in powerful places 
who have set their sights on both our children in the schools and in the womb. I wonder sometimes, where is Christ in all of this? Where is Christ in the chaos? Where is Christ in this world? And maybe you wonder this too. Maybe you wonder this as, as wars continue to plague the East or as hunger and homeless seem to be so far from, from solvable as, as loneliness is at an all-time high and mental illness runs rampant. I wonder if you think it feels like, like Satan is raging and is victorious. And since Christ has ascended, he has been out of sight, no longer visible in ways that are expected. And we look around and it seems like maybe he has abandoned us altogether as evil rears its ugly head in new and shocking ways. And as time turns, as years and decades and centuries and even millenniums pass by, Christ seems farther and farther and farther away. Like he has been slowly removing himself from a situation. And maybe you come here, and maybe you come here and, and your hope is hanging on by a thread, or maybe you find yourself slowly, slowly drifting in to despair, or, or maybe you come here simply out of some moral obligation, or maybe you come here wondering if any of this is really true, or if any of this really matters. Maybe you come here and you just don't truly believe Jesus will return. Or maybe you do believe that Jesus has even abandoned you. See, I wonder if the disciples ever looked around at the world that hated them, the world that was putting them on trial, the world that was sentencing them to death, the world that would execute them, I wonder if they ever thought, where is Christ in all of this? But one thing I do know is that the apostles remained faithful we know that the apostles, even against all odds, went on to proclaim Christ in the most dire of circumstances. We know that these apostles would cling to the promises that God had fulfilled and would place everything they had, all of it, would be put on the promise that Christ would return. And they would die holding on to it. And so does his church. The church, the church that for years, for decades, for centuries, and even millennia would continue to cling and hold instead fast to this very same promise. See, through wars that would cover the world, through, through the natural disasters that would devastate civilizations, through, through governments that would seek to eradicate the faith, through senseless violence and persecution and evil in the world, the church would not fall. And brothers and sisters, the church will not fall. Jesus has promised. Because the church looks to the only thing in this world that is worth trusting in. The church holds fast to the only sure hope that we put our hope in, and that is Christ. And the thing about Christ is he always keeps his promises.
So you may wonder, where is Christ in all of this? You may wonder, where can I find Jesus in the chaos? Well, he is in the same place that he has been for 2,000 years. Jesus is in the same place where he has promised to be over and over again while he sits at the right hand of the Father awaiting the day when he gives him the word to return. Jesus continues to be present among us here in his church by his Spirit. Jesus continues to be present here among you in the preaching and the reading of his word. And Jesus continues to be physically present here in his body and blood. He is here. He is not far off. And his church will prevail. His church which will endure and will which, which will one day triumph will continue on. Because my brothers and sisters in Christ, while Jesus has ascended and it feels like he has left us here, he is coming back. And we pray that he does. And we pray that he does soon. But until he does, until the Father gives his word, we should not be caught gazing off into the sky like the disciples, but instead we should heed the words of the angel who says, go and do the work that you have been called to do. And so we will. You will. We will continue to die to ourselves in service to our neighbors of every kind. We will continue to lay down our garments and wash the feet of those around us. We will continue to advocate not only for the unborn, but, but also set aside our love for choice and rights to protect and care for the most vulnerable of us. We will continue to be a home for the immigrants and the orphans. We will continue to be a church where God's word is proclaimed unapologetically. We will continue to be a church where Jesus kills and makes alive. We will continue to be a church where sins are exposed and they are forgiven, where fear is turned into peace and where sorrow is turned into joy. We will continue to be a people who are united in the body and blood of Christ. And this church, the church, the church throughout all the world will continue to be the answer to where is Christ in all of this. He is here. He is among us. He is living by his spirit. And he is loving the world through you. So if you look around... And you see the chaos all throughout the world. If you look around and feel that evil has triumphed, that the battle is over, that Satan has won, I speak to you the same words Jesus spoke to his disciples. Peace be with you. Brothers and sisters, no matter who sits in the Oval Office, no matter who sits on the throne, no matter who governs us, Jesus is Lord of all. 
Jesus sits on the throne. Jesus has all authority in heaven and on earth, and he continues to draw near to you. And he is going to return. Maybe today, maybe tomorrow, or maybe years from now. But every day, every moment, at all times and in all places, remember. Remember his promise to you. Don't forget. Don't be afraid. And don't delay. For Christ is Lord. He sits at the right hand of the Father. And he is coming soon. Amen. And may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns. Amen.